0: Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, yeah. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. Twenty percent skill, fifteen percent concentrated power of will, five percent pleasure, fifty percent pain, and hundred percent reason to remember the name. He doesn't
1: need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic. He Feels so unlike everybody else alone in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he
2: puts it down, is picking it up. Let's go. to the hell is he anyway? He never really talks much. Never concerned with status, but still even i starstruck. Humble through opportunities given despite the fact that many misjudge him because he makes a living from writing rats. Put it together himself for Picture connect. Never asking for someone's help But to get some respect He's only focus on what he wrote His will is beyond reach And now it all unfolds. Skill up and all six percent skill, 80% beer, be 100% clear, cause you was ill, who
0: would've thought he'd be the one that set the west in flames, and I heard him wreck it with the crystal method, name of the game, came back, dropped, mega death, took him to church, I like bleach, man, Why you had the stupidest verse, this dude is the truth, now everybody giving them guest spots and socks through the roof, I heard him from a desktop, 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated
2: power of will, 5% pleasure, all right,
3: here we go. What's up, everybody? Westmore with your Christian Weaver. Acree free zone for the rest of the week. No Acree today or tomorrow or next Thursday or no, next Friday. Eli Craner's in here hanging out with us. What's up, man? What's up, man? It's all good. Looking tan. Looking tan. Well, trip to the beach does that. Yeah. I thought I was being very responsible, in case my uh, dermatologist is listening, <laughs> and lathering on. But you still, I mean, when you spend so much time either on the golf course or on the
4: beach, you're bound to get a little sun. Yeah, it happens. My bald head just attracts it, man. It's and I lather it on too. So, what do you uh, do? You have a cat of uh, a preferred do, type yeah. of hat you wear? I switch. A lot. I have a lot of hats. You know, I like the 5950. Like, and everybody gives me all kinds of heck because I, I had just rep. You know. Know, all sorts of major league teams just because I'm bald, and I like to wear a <laughs> lot of different
0: hats. I don't
4: have the same hat, you know, but yeah, so I'll rock a lot of those. Some of those big old, like, boonie hats, too. When when did you go just straight yeah. razor bald? Man, my, I probably had a receding hairline. I had long hair. I had hair that was, like, down past my shoulders when I was playing college. So every time I would, you know, we'd go play somewhere, the D linemen would you know sunshine sunshine <laughs> you know, you know what I mean like this was back in remember the titan days you know so i got that sunshine stuff forever and then i play i had it i grew it all the way through college grew it into that year when i played in sweden and that was probably when it was the longest and then i came home and i was home for just about 3 months between sweden i was supposed to go play in Cannes, france in the french riviera for a team called the can iron mask mm. So it was going to be great, Uh, but I cut my hair and I went on a date with this girl from my hometown who would soon be my wife. And the only reason she said she went on a date with me was because I cut that nasty hair off. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up breaking the contract, never went to France, got married and became a football coach. And and that, it was, I went and shaved it clean uh, probably about five years ago you know and I just I buzzed it for a little while mm-hmm. and I was still watching it and I read some book about Buddhist monks and why they shave their, it's like to remove all vanity you know like you remove all vanity that's why they so I was like I'm tired of looking at this receding hairline man just got out the razor it down and then when did you start growing the beard the beard was a COVID thing um so i was home teaching virtually like teaching online and the beard just started growing and then it came in nice and so i was like you know well it went against my buddhist monk philosophy you know <laughs> yeah. because now i'm very i get this thing lined up you know a dude <laughs> a dude there in town i get it i go see him regularly so but, yeah, it came in nice and thick. Yeah, it, very
3: thick, yeah. yeah. You've, you've done
4: well with that. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing, right? You're it, like, all this here. Oh, man. And well, what happened and up here? And people who, like, knew me in college, you know, saw, I had all the hair, you know, <laughs> they're like, what? This is, like, reverse. <laughs> so it's a trick I play when I see people. I'm like, I want to see something. I have a picture on my phone, you know, and I'll show, show the hair. Well, we're talking
3: with Eli Craner. He's brought to you by our friends at Jackalope. And you were just telling me off the air, that place is
4: blowing up. It's exploding, man. And Johnny Brazil, the owner, he he graduated high school with me as well. So, really cool. Got a little connection there. Yeah.
3: You just came back from the beach also.
4: Yeah, we were down in Pensacola and then finished up to, to play into all this fishing talk they were doing on the show earlier. Um, we were down in Cocodrie, Louisiana. So, about an hour south of Houma. I mean, it's the most interesting place because it looks like another world. You know, mm. you drive down one of those little highways, and it just in all the houses are up on stilts. And now after Hurricane Ida. Um, some of those houses are still gone, so it's just these pilings sticking up, these stilts still sticking up. <laughs> and now, though, they've they've redone the marina and they're dumping millions. I mean, bookoo's of money. So it's like you get down to the bayou and there's this resort, you know, <laughs> with hundred thousand dollar boats and <laughs> and so it's it's for for a rider, it's a very um, interesting place and just Cajuns in general. But yeah, we caught a ton mm-hmm. of specs. We go with my father in law. Um, no redfish this year, but did see a lot of sharks. My dolphin, my daughter went, and she there was a dolphin that was what he was doing was eating all the scraps. Yeah, he <laughs> stayed right by the boat, and my daughter got a big kick out of that. Oh, what a trip! Yeah, It limited out every day. Yeah, yeah, and that doesn't happen much, so it was really good. Is that an area where you get to write? So I write that weekly column, you know, mm-hmm. for the um, for the Democrat Gazette, and what I do. These days, so back in the day, like, when I was coming up, when I had made that switch from being a coach, I would, I was, like, learning. And so I really did, like, put my foot down, like, doing a workout, like, you're going to learn to run a marathon or whatever. I was training. And when we go on these trips it drove my whole family crazy or the kids would go up for the nap and I'd go up and I'd go right, like, make sure I hit a word count. Like, right now, I'm in this process with my third book where, like, I just sent it off before we left on the trip for to my editor so they're working on it they're doing kind of timed up nice where i really could take a break so i wrote i wrote a column about cajuns that'll come out you know from seeing all that stuff um and that was about 700 words and that's it that's all that and then i wrote one about the beach when i was at the beach that earlier is the fourth book in the works yeah yeah Yeah. i kind of whispered this to you the last time i was there um right now the fourth book is it's it's in the works and it's taken on like Bagman, that Bagman oh, right. whole the, thing the about the Mississippi. It's called Mississippi Blue 42. Okay. So yeah, like a fictionalized Hugh Freeze, you know, maybe like a uh, Cohen Brothers does, you know, like a, a dark humor take on on college football back in the day of Bagman where we were you know paying those kids with the mcdonald's bags maybe, maybe that still happens but now we've got denial yeah now it's legal now you don't have to hide it mcdonald's no. bag. Yeah. now it's mcdonald's that's right <laughs> they no. can pay it <laughs>
3: <laughs> with football right around the corner uh we we had the AAA on yesterday bobby swafford and, and practices start
4: oh, monday man. do you ever get the itch for football that's a good question. Now, and I used to get asked this, you know, about weekly, like especially when we moved back to my hometown um, in Russellville. I would get asked that, and no, I never, ever did. Well, I'll tell you what, and I still don't, not coaching. It was just... It was just a funny thing for me, the the coaching thing, um, like the way it happened. Like I told you, I cut my hair and all that. And my wife basically said to me, like, get a haircut and get a real job. And at that point, you know, (laughs) a European League quarterback wasn't a real – so about the only thing I could do was, uh, was coach football. Um, and I loved it. it. Those five years were great, but it was like when when I knew that that passion was dwindling. Mm-hmm. You know, to hang in there and to halfway do a job like being a football coach or being a teacher, something where you've got that sort of power and impact, and you know, it wasn't it wasn't for me. So so I got out. What I have started to miss just lately, and this is just finally is playing. You know, football's not like basketball, and I used. For up until this past year, I played pickup basketball three days a week, five thirty to about six thirty every morning at our middle school gym with like ten of my best buddies from high school. We played five on five, and I was the I got it all set up on the text, you know. So I was they what did they they used to call the um, the commissioner? They called me you know the commissioner, and so it really filled my my competitive. We're playing three days a week for an hour yeah. full court but my feet have starting to get, like, at plantar fasciitis, it's, it's, you know, and so I've backed out on that. I swim a lot now, and just recently, like, last football season, I was watching, and I thought, eh, you know, I wonder, I would, I would like to go do that, you know, but football's not like basketball. You can't play pickup football, mm-hmm. like real football. Yeah. So, yeah, I've missed playing. Did you watch the or have you watched the quarterbacks on uh, Netflix yet? No, but I've heard about it.
3: It's good. Yeah, I've heard about it. Yeah, it's uh, it's really it's eye opening for a lot of people what quarterbacks go through mm. the grind and then everything they do off the field to prepare their their body uh, their mind like Kirk Cousins. Uh, he, he met with a uh, psychologist each week. He he had these things where he put on his brain to measure his like, brain waves while he's studying. and I mean, they go through a lot, week in and week out, just to get ready for Sunday. Right. And that's mentally. And then physically, uh, the toll that it would take on their body, it was just something else. What all they went through just to be healthy enough on Sunday to play
4: again. Yeah, yeah, I need to watch it. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be good fodder good fuel for the mm-hmm. for the writerly fire especially.
3: but it might uh it might uh, fuel your desire to play football. <laughs> so you, maybe not something you want to watch yeah, yeah i got a list speaking of quarterbacks uh i got this email today it's from the sports daily the dot and it's their list of the top 10 college football quarterbacks in 2023 and number 10 is Frank Harris, a guy that a lot of people are familiar with at UTSA. Of course, UTSA, Texas Antonio's former coach, is uh, one of the Razorbacks' former assistant coaches, running back coach, and now at UTSA. K.J. Jefferson came in at number 9. Here's what they write about K.J. As he enters his third year as the Razorbacks' starting quarterback, Jefferson aims for his best season yet. The Hogs had a promising start during his first year, finishing with a respectable 9-4 and four record. I think it was a little more respectable, isn't it? However. However, they faced some uh, challenges the following year, ended up with a 7-6 and six record. Despite this, he still managed to put up impressive numbers, recording 2,400 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, and only five interceptions. Additionally, he showcased his versatility as a dual-threat quarterback, running for 640 yards and nine
4: touchdowns. You like K.J.? Yeah, yeah. K.J., yeah. I mean, he's he's our guy, for sure. He's He's... Pushing us, yeah. But I'll tell you who I'm really excited about. I think I mentioned this, too. Eli, is, um, I was, when my last year of coaching at Moralton, I was, Jacoby Criswell was a ninth grader. So I had him in ninth grade English in the classroom, so I got to know him through that side. And then I also, Coach McNabb at, at Moralton was one of my high school football coaches. He was the defensive coordinator at Russellville when I was there. And Colby was just like that 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 kid you know like from the moment even in ninth grade i mean i remember being in the film room and like we're watching a ninth grade game and he's like reversing field scrambling like sticks his back foot and like literally just with like the flick of a wrist you know like a real thrower like throws a ball all the way across the field like with with just his arm like back which you're never supposed to (laughs) breaks all the rules you know um so i'm i'm really excited i I got personal interest in in colby and, and really excited to see him get
3: out there. That's one of the things when you look back at that
4: disappointing 7-6 and six record from last year, it was
3: really because KJ was hurt several games. Yeah.
4: And I think now, with Kobe Criswell, if
3: that happens yes. again, they've got somebody you in place. You can run the
4: whole playbook. You can do, yeah. Because Kobe, that's one thing about Kobe. He's, he's a phenomenal passer. He's got all the... He's, it, speed and stuff that he needs to have, but he, he could when when if something happens with KJ and we have those couple of games or something, you know, that that'd be great because he could not not that it'd be great that anything happened to KJ, but it'd be great because we have somebody who can run the whole offense and do things that way.
3: So most people in Morelton
4: call him Colby instead of Jacoby. Yeah, 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 Colby.
3: (laughs) It kind of stuck out when you kept calling him Colby. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Number eight on this list is Jaden Daniels, another SEC quarterback out of LSU. I think it's uh, pretty much uh, been argued back and forth, back and forth, who the top quarterback in the SEC is coming into this year. It's either KJ or Jaden Daniels. Travis, uh, Jordan Travis from Florida State, number seven on this list. Cade uh, Klubnik from clemson right played yeah. a little bit last year
5: right he was a freshman last year right yeah and he he's the one who came Louis in yes
3: yeah yeah and you could tell he's yeah, one he, of those he guys good, yeah. yeah he, he uh he, he's got it sam hartland from notre dame is number five yeah on that he list.
5: was at a uh, wake last year i believe
3: yep after an impressive five-year tenure with the demon deacons <laughs> five years and now he's going to go to notre dame six years yeah, so this will be his sixth year.
5: Is that still the COVID stuff? Is yeah. Is that where yeah.
3: coming from? Mm-hmm.
5: And he may have got, like, a medical or something at some point. Who knows?
3: Yep. Uh, Bo Nix at Oregon at number four.
5: God, I feel like Bo Nix is another,
3: like, six-year guy. Yeah, he's
5: like Stephen Garcia. He's just yeah, been around right. forever.
3: Well, he spent three years at Auburn. Uh, even was the SEC freshman of the year in 2019.
5: <laughs> and then he transferred,
3: and this is his second year at Oregon, so this is a this is fifth, year. fifth year. Fifth year. Drake May from North Carolina is number three on this list.
5: Wow, three. Michael Penix.
3: M- Michael Penix Jr. is uh, number two from Washington. That's another uh, transfer quarterback.
5: Played he at Indiana.
3: Played at Indiana. And then Caleb Williams from USC is number one on the another list.
5: Another transfer quarterback.
3: I didn't realize. Oh, that's Oklahoma. right, Oklahoma. Yeah. So out of these one, two top three, Drake May did not transfer. No, he not He's didn't. been in he, North been, Carolina been. the whole time. Hartman transferred. Klubnick, no. he's He was at Clemson. Jordan Travis? Has he been I at Florida I State don't the whole he, time? Yeah, I
5: think he's just been at Florida
3: State. Okay. Jaden Daniels a transfer. Of course, KJ's been here. Frank Harris. Uh, from UTSA. I think he was a transfer, too. Yeah,
5: I'm not sure about
3: that. All right, that's the list. Top ten quarterbacks. We can talk more about that. That's the uh, sportsdaily.com that put out that list uh, early this morning. We're talking with Eli Cranor. He joins us in the studio. Thanks to our friends at uh, Jackalope. You got a couple of books you brought along today.
4: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. So I'm going to always try when I I come on, you know, if anybody out there is wanting to get back into reading or, you know, if there's anybody... And and these are more maybe sports-centric or... You know, uh, listeners of this show that might, I I try to curate, you know, I try to curate this Mm -hmm. list. So, the guy I got today, it's not one specific book, it's an author, and his name is Ace Atkins. So, Ace Atkins played defensive M at Auburn. Uh, D-line, and he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Y'all could probably pull this up. Um, Ace Atkins, Sports Illustrated cover. I think he's sacking Danny Warfel uh, in Florida, is that mm-hmm. right, yeah. the quarterback? Yeah. yeah. And he's like flexing, and Ace is a big guy. Uh, so he Ace lives in Oxford, Mississippi now, and Oxford, for me, has always... It's like a writer's mecca.
5: The, it's the mecca. Yeah, it, it, that's what oh, I
4: was Oh, man. It is like... Um, you've got Faulkner, you've got Grisham does a lot of stuff with Old Miss, and then there's a lot of current writers who live there. You know, there's probably 10, you know, people who are New York Times bestsellers or, you know, poet laureates or whatever. They're all gathered there. It's um, just a very literary community. And so I went there um, back in like 2010, back in the long hair days, and went to this thing right when I graduated college before I left for Sweden. It was called the Yakna Writers Workshop. And Yakna is the Faulkner's fictional county where he set all his books. So it's this writer's workshop. And it was the first time where, like, I didn't have my football jersey on, you know, and I'd put on my writerly cap and I took some short stories. And, and this, we're, we're doing all these things. And it's weird. It's weird to be a football player, a quarterback at a university, and be an English lit major, and be writing short stories in your free time, and, you know, that was always weird, and so I'm at this deal, kind of, you know, sewing my artistic roots, and this dude looks like you, walks in, you know, and he's carrying books, like, looks like Wes, you know, big, big guy, um, and he's one of our first speakers, and his name's Ace Atkins, and he's talking about, how you know, he's a crime writer, southern crime writer, um, and he's talking about his career in football, his dad was a football coach, coached Every, I mean, l- we're going to look him up, and I think his name was uh, Billy, Billy at- Atkins, but he ended up at, like, the 49ers, and so Ace has got this huge background, and so he picks me out of the crowd, too, um, and we hit it off, and this was 2010, so, like, 12 years before my first book was ever going to come out. And over all this time, we kept going back and forth. But the books that I'd, I'd really recommend by Ace, he's got a whole series that are kind of like Walking Tall, um, kind of like a modern-day Walkin' Tall, um, about this guy, Quinn Colson, who's an Army Ranger who comes back to a fictional Mississippi county called Tibaha County, and he becomes a sheriff, you know, and starts whooping up on all, you know, cleaning out and cleaning the house. And it's classic. it's It's, um... The Dukes of Hazard meets Walking Tall, you know, good old boys just yeah. handling business, and and this is my favorite one. It's called The Innocents, um, and it's got this really dirty high school football coach that, that like I could know you like Ace, you can tell he knows the territory, you know, <laughs> and it's and it's beautiful, The Innocents, and then Ace also does um, this guy named Robert B. Parker, who was back in like the 80s and 90s, wrote a bunch of these these Spencer novels. This guy died, Robert B. Parker, and his family chose Ace to carry on the estate. So Ace still continues that. So he used, has been, up until this past year, he's been publishing both of these series, two books a year. Oh. So that's like eighty ninety thousand 90,000 words. Mm-hmm. So you talk about a football player turned novelist. You've got this discipline, this drive. You mm-hmm. know, he's churning it out. Um, and he's got a new book coming out in 2024 that's nothing like either one of these. He's broke, he's paused these. And so I'm excited to see what that is. But yeah, that's Ace. How often do y'all talk? You know, Ace is kind of like he's kind of like in coaching, where you know you're the young buck coach, and you got coach my my that my guy when I was coaching that was Rick Jones at Greenwood. You know, I would drive up to Greenwood because uh, Rick was always in the office at about ten o'clock at night, like he he always stayed in there. And Ace is kind of that guy for me in publishing. When whenever I'm like, oh, you know, this contract looks wonky or this stuff is not nah, or you know, Aces, who i call so once a month and then if i go to oxford um you know i'll always we always there's a great bar there called city grocery um which is again kind of like a like there's a guy called named larry brown who's dead now but larry brown was a fireman didn't have a college education and ended up publishing like six or seven novels straight out of tula mississippi which is right outside of oxford um and larry brown has like a plaque on that wall where he used to like drink and uh, write and and so Ace will go in there and and yeah, yeah, he's he's about as cool as they get and his books are just just great. So do
3: the writers all get together? You hear about, you know, musicians yeah. that you know, that yeah. will get together and just have like a little jam session and and write songs. Yeah.
4: Are writers like that? Well, uh, there's no real jamming. That's that's the problem is. You know, writing is truly a solitary thing, but what Oxford does a great job of is they host a lot of conferences. Um so just this past spring, right about the time I think i was i was i had just left there to come here when we first came home when Ozark dogs was coming out. Um, They have a thing called the Oxford Conference for the Book, and they'll bring in authors from all around the world, you know, to Oxford, Mississippi. So that's always really cool. And then there's a great bookstore there called Square Books. It's on the square right there in Ole Miss. Um, And it has been there since, like, the heyday of John Grisham, like when John Grisham was in. It's, like, the place where they would have lines going all the way around, you know, like, all the way around the square, Um, and so what that does is they get a lot of authors who come there. I mean, people from all around, they come through to do an event at that bookstore and they have a lot of readers there. So all these authors, usually after these events, they end up at city grocery, you know? And so there's a lot of, there's a lot of shop talk that goes down, you know, at city grocery and, and just, just hanging out with, with people who are in the same business and, and trying to put the black on the white.
5: When talking to other authors, do you get ideas for books or do you get ideas about the process? Man,
4: Man, so yes. Process, yes. I I do this column for this website called Crime Reads where it's a once a month deal where I interview. And it's been the best thing. I I didn't, it was organic. I didn't think of it like this to begin with. But it's given me like a green card to go talk to any author that I want to. Um, And I talk about process and I always learn something every time. Um, But one thing they say about the actual creative juices and things, especially like if you're starting a new book or working on something before you've written the end, you don't ever talk about it Mm -hmm. because they say it's like letting the air out of the balloon. And the reason is like if I'm sitting here pitching you guys on some new idea and you're like, oh, uh, you know, or you give me, mm-hmm. then like when I go back to my desk tomorrow morning and I'm pulling myself out of the bed to say like, all right, I'm going to, then I'm like, but remember how Wes looked at me when I said this? <laughs> like maybe this idea isn't worth a thousand more hours of my life, you right. know? And so you just don't talk about it until it's done, until that first draft is done. Then you send it out, editors. Uh, early reader friends family and then you start collecting you know so that you can chip away at
5: it when you write a story do you know how you want to end it before you get there
4: it depends so um some books yes Ozark Dogs I had completely outlined um But then other books, no. I'll just kind of get an idea, and it depends on the type of story. Like, Ozark Dogs was more of a straight-line thriller, and so I felt like it needed these certain plot points and twists. If a book is maybe like this Mississippi Blue 42 book um, that is finished, a rough draft is finished, so I (laughs) can't talk about it, um, it's it's all over the place, you know. It's it's like a Quentin Tarantino. It's like a Pulp Fiction. It's like a, it's got these weird, you know, things. So I don't I don't try to pin myself to like what's going. to I let it kind of go, and and that's a lot more painful way to do it. <laughs> Talk with Eli Craner. He's going to hang out with us for uh, another segment. For yeah. he's got to get out of
3: here. <clears throat> we'll take a break when we come back. More with Eli. Talk a little football. Take some phone calls. Stick around. It's an acre free zone.
4: Make stronger. I need you to hurry up, now. Cause I can't wait much longer. I know I got to be right,
0: now. I Join Kevin McPherson, Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst each Friday on Drive Time Sports. Brought to you by Fence Brokers. Fence brokers going the extra mile. Sports Center.
2: Another big domino in conference realignment looks to drop today. It appears the Colorado Buffaloes are on their way back to the Big 12 conference. The Big 12's presidents and chancellors voted unanimously on a conference call on Wednesday night to accept Colorado as a new member of the league. The vote marks one of the final remaining steps to adding Colorado back into the Big 12. Colorado still has not formally applied for Big 12 membership, but they are expected to approve a move through their board meeting on Thursday afternoon. The move comes as the Pac-12 is less than a year away from their television contract expiring with ESPN and Fox. Also, last week, Colorado did not find that Pac-12 Commissioner George Kliabkov provided enough of a strong update on the conference's potential future television contract. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Stone's Throw Brewing's Block on the Rock, 10th Annual Birthday Bash, benefiting Preserve Arkansas, is this Saturday, July 29th. Stone's Throw Brewing is shutting down Street and having a big old party, food trucks, beer from Stone Throw and other Arkansas breweries, and live music featuring big damn horns. Ten dollar gate admission or $75 for VIP. Visit Stone Throw Brewing on Facebook or Stonethrowbeer.com for more details and to purchase tickets.
1: Your home is the place where you know your loved ones are secure. But the things that keep your home protected can't keep pests at bay. That's where RAID comes in. For 60 years, RAID scientists have worked to protect people around the world with trusted research, ingredients, testing standards, and product efficacy. RAID seeks to create a better future for all. Especially the ones you love most. RAID. Protection for all. Mm.
5: that's mike saying good morning Mm. it's the best he can do right now Uh, uh. yeah not a cloud in the sky what mike could use is a fresh start and irish spring body wash the fresh scent of irish spring and those sensational irish spring suds are just the reset mike needs now he's ready to go to work it's sunday irish spring when the spring hits you you're ready pick up irish spring today
0: Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio, home of the Zone. Can't get enough of us on the radio. Follow us on Twitter at justinacre7 at Wes underscore more and at cweaver1037. Don't need to help tomorrow. me what you want. Tell me what you want. What you want.
3: True Service Community Federal Credit Union has a lot of ways to save you some money right now. You can improve or upgrade your home with a True Service Home Equity Loan. Get the new pool, new flooring, maybe a custom shower or kitchen remodel. It's also vacation season. And True Service Community Federal Credit Union has a vacation now, pay later offer. You can get up to $3,000 for your trip and 1% off their regular rates. That offers valid now through August 31st. And get one of the lowest interest rates in the nation with a True Service Visa Platinum Card. They offer no transfer fees, no over-limit fees, and no annual fee. Great team there at True Service, and it all starts at the top with Linda Jeffrey, her team with Tiffany and Melissa and Tommy. They're going to take care of you. It's easy to become a member these days at True Service Community Federal Credit Union. Three locations in Little Rock. They're over by the butcher shop in uh, North Little Rock. It's JFK and on the campus of Hendricks College. Apply online right now at trueservice.net. Westmore Christian Weaver with you. We got Eli Craner. Thanks to our friends at Jackalope. Need a bike? Jackalope's the place, I guess.
4: Yeah, man. Beautiful store too. They redid this little place right in the downtown area. Um, so cool, cool place. Great people too.
3: Well, Friday nights coming up. Do you take time away when you uh, take the kids to some football games?
4: Man, I went to. I've gone to one high school football game since I've been out. Uh, And it was my wife's like ten year high school reunion, so Hmm. both of us went to Russellville Mm -hmm. High School. Um, I don't know. I I don't think it's not been like a purposeful thing, but it was like what I was saying about mountain biking. Like my kids are six and three, and they're asleep at like seven (laughs) forty five, and like that means a lot to us because like we get them down and we get mommy daddy time, and we're on this crazy schedule, and that's how my like my daughter was born at the end of my last season at Moulton, you know, so it has been like six years, Mm -hmm. and in that time, yeah, so I I just hadn't, hadn't done it, man. Those times are probably coming, the kids get older, and and we go to college games, and and we go to, yeah, and and we'll, you know, college games during the day, if OBU comes in town plays tech or something, like, we're always, we go to those, and. And that sort of stuff. So, are y'all on a series or something? You and your wife like to watch right now? No. See, I go back down in the. I'm like old Coach Jones, man. I go back down to the office and start doing. And she, she, she reads. And but we, we went for a long time, in and out of football season. We turn off our TV. So like, turn it. So like, the, all we have is like Disney Plus. So mm-hmm. we can see Bluey and like whatever the kids are watching. And then, <laughs> and then when football, we'll we'll re up the Hulu or you mm-hmm. know or whatever. So man, we don't. I don't know it's probably not uh, it, it's how we do it but it's it's a lot of you- a lot, a pretty scheduled routine.
5: So you're not a TV or
4: movie guy. Every once, in, like I'm excited about the new Justified. So do you okay, remember that yeah. old series, Justified Timothy with Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant, yeah. And it was it's based on this book uh, by a short story by this guy I Love named Elmore Leonard, which he wrote like Get Shorty and Out of Sight and those Didn't old, know that. Yeah. So Elmore Leonard, he also wrote Three Ten to Yuma, uh, the Tall T, like a bunch of old westerns. But Justified is based on this short story called fire in the hole and so there's a whole series that was like 2010 to 2016 um which i love like some and i i'm excited like this is what i'll do you know like might we might have to get the subscription early because if something comes on uh i was a big ted lasso fan like being a dude playing american football in sweden uh to watch an american football coach coach soccer you know like that was that was and it was just beautiful so there's certain things that i'll i'll click into
5: what what was the season in Sweden? What, what were the...
4: Yeah, you, man. So we got there. So he, here's how Sweden worked. There were only two Americans on the team. Okay. And the reason... So they called They found me. I got a Facebook message. I had a bunch of stuff going out into, like, trying to get into MFA programs. I really wanted to go to Ole Miss which is a master's in fine arts and creative writing so I could be a creative writing professor and then try and write my books you know and that was the whole plan and then I get a Facebook message from a team in Karlstad, Sweden and I thought it was a joke but I was on some sort of like long list for the what's the D2 award like the um, yes their Heisman, the the H- Heisman Har- like it, Harlan, Harlan Hill. Hill that's it yeah and so what they did was they sent like a blast to everybody who was on this long list They played the quarterback they needed a quarterback and so I get it and ends up, they, they start talking to me and one of the questions, and it sounded so good, like we literally practice two days a week and then we played on Saturday. And like they cover your stuff to come over there, they give you uh, breakfast and lunch and then like meals on, supper's on you and then you get paid a little bit of money. um, And so I, as, as I'm doing this interview, I'm thinking more and more, I'm like, man, I gotta go do this. And then they ask the last question, they're like, have you ever been interested in coaching? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I it, it, it was like, yeah, yeah, I could coach. It, the reason they wanted to coach was because it could save them money. So if they brought a quarterback who, like, could install an offense, call the offense from the field, then they don't have to pay two plane tickets, two things. So I ended up, I brought, our uh, like, a, a version of the OBU playbook over, and most of the Swedes spoke English, and it was really players from all, like, Sweden we played teams in Germany, Austria. We play all around. But we only had two Americans. You can only have two imports on a team and only one on the field at a time.
5: It's kind of like the Korean Basketball League. Yeah. You two Americans.
4: Yeah. So one for offense and then one for defense. Um, and the dude who played defense, well, he was a safety. He was from uh, Northern California. And when I got the head coaching job at Clarksville... I called him and he came to be my DC, and it it didn't go so great when we were in Clarksville. we we won the Swedish hold the whole thing like we won the Super Bowl, and we didn't we didn't do so hot. <laughs> we, the Swedish ways didn't work in uh, Clarksville.
5: What was the level of comp in the Sweden football league as opposed to D two? I would say really similar. Um, I would say yeah, really
4: right along that same same line, except maybe less speed because I was never a speedy guy, okay. and when I got over there, I thought. We Michael Vick.
5: I was
2: like, yeah, like what is this? Like <laughs>
4: this is fun, you know. So yeah, but it was it was a it was a sixteen game season, and we play, and that was going all the way through the playoffs to to the end, and we've got in March, and then I came home in like mm, end of November, early December. Here's why it took so long is because in the middle of the summer, like eight games into the season. They just completely stop for like a month and a half, and the reason is is because Sweden is on like the same latitude line as Fairbanks, Alaska, this place I was. So we have those days of in en- no sun. summer. Where, oh, okay. where it's all sun, you know, it's all, sun, all okay. and so the whole country, because it's like Midsommar, you know, and it all shuts down, and they're out, you know, doing the Midsommar activity. I've, I've so, seen
5: Midsummer so, the movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so we just
4: stopped, you know, I, luckily that movie hadn't come out when I was over there, I might have never gone, um, but yeah, because you know, they're in the dark during all the winter, you know, and so when that sun comes out, man, those Swedes, like the whole country, crazy. even, I mean, yeah, so we just stopped football for like a month and a half and then it picked back up you stayed over there during that month and a half oh yeah Yeah, what did you do a lot of things, man. <laughs> a lot of things, yeah. A lot of midsummer. We danced around the maypole, and you know, all these. They had where I was. It was around this, the biggest lake in Sweden called Lake Vanneren, which is like a like size of like the Great Lakes. It's a huge like ocean like lake. So I, I like my buddy, the guy who was there from California. They traveled. He, he and his wife were there together. I, I hadn't. I still had the long hair. But I hadn't <laughs> met
0: my wife yet, you know.
4: So I was out there, and uh, I just uh, hang around with hung around with the guys because that was that was the coolest part was you were kind of we had a little apartment but you were just there you know meeting a bunch of dudes from other other countries
5: what was the name of your team
4: the carlstad crusaders Mm. yeah did
3: you get a uh, ring or anything i did yeah i got
4: a ring on the desk at home man that's cool (laughs) yeah
3: Love the stories, Eli. Yeah. I appreciate it. This is fun getting to hang out with you once a week. I'm glad you came by today. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, we'll talk to you, uh, I guess, next Tuesday. Is that Sounds the plan? Good. Yep, I think so. All right, Eli Crane, brought to you by Jackalope. Uh, we'll, we'll get back with him next week. We'll take a break, though. When we come back, we're going to uh, talk some more college football. We'll
5: take some phone calls.
3: Uh, oh. Later in the show, Isaiah Joe. I think Christian's pretty fired up about this one.
5: Yeah, I mean, former Razorback. Current OKC Thunder. Yeah, that's fun.
3: And he's going to have a uh, shooting camp here in uh, Arkansas or Little Rock. Where I guess it's uh, at the new Summerwood place uh, here in a couple of weeks. We'll get to all the details from Isaiah Joe coming up. Hey, it's the summer of 1,000 engagement rings right now, or in 1,000 engagements. And Robert Irwin Jewelers is the number one place to buy diamond engagement rings. You get more choices. They make custom-designing easy risk-free they have the peace of mind meant to be guaranteed you buy your loose diamond and custom-made engagement ring at robin Irwin jewelers and you have 365 days to return it if you can dream it, Robert Irwin Jewelers can make it. Robert Irwin Jewelers has been in business since 1977, and now during the summer of 1,000 engagements, you can save 40% off ready-to-wear diamond engagement rings. Already married? Well, you, ha- and if you have an engagement ring, you want to upgrade it, Robert Irwin Jewelers can make that happen for you. McCain Mall in North Little Rock and the brand-new Diamond Showroom in the Pleasant Ridge Town Center next to Fresh Market. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers you
0: are the ones In Moralton.
1: Honey, let's pull in here and look at some cars. That sounds good. Hey, here's my card. What are we looking for today? Here's my Come card.
0: inside. Want to take a test drive? Ever pull into a dealership and feel like you're in a feeding frenzy? On Shark Week? It's not that way at Watney Buick GMC, next to Sam's in North Little Rock. Watney's sales team is big on product knowledge and low on pressure. Summer's here, and with 2023 Sierra at just 0.9%, you're going to need a bigger boat. Double down with an additional $12.50 off with eligible trade. Plus, take a bite out of your vacation budget with no payments for the rest of
1: the summer. This dealership really feels like we're on shark week. Yeah, and we don't have a shark cage. We're headed to Guatney Buick GMC. Guatney Buick
0: GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Guatney Buick GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. RJ Hawk here with
3: Chris Roberts from Southern Bank and Chris, people are still looking for lending options and you guys have it. You know RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class respected products and highly competitive rates all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank member FDIC
0: Hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well... Everything you can imagine and more. Visit ShopCupid's.com today and treat someone special to something special. From Cupid's. Enjoy.
1: <laughs> Justin Angry for Guatney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. There's a lot of talk lately about artificial intelligence taking over everything, but one thing's for sure, you're never going to need AI to find the best deals on a new Chevy truck. All you have to do is get yourself to Guatney Chevrolet. Guatney hasn't been in business for 60-plus years by accident. Right now they're offering up to $7,000 off a of twenty three. Silverados. You couple that with a low rate of just 1.9%, and you, my friend, have got yourself a deal at one location. My favorite dealership, my only dealership, Guadney Chevrolet. 2023 Equinox, also available at that low, low rate of 1.9%, and how about no payment for the rest of the summer? I feel like that should come with like an echo. Rest of the summer, and if you're coming from Little Rock, you can avoid any traffic and construction by taking the Main Street exit in Jacksonville. It's all at one place. It's at Guadney Chevrolet. Find out more about all the things they have to offer, new and pre-owned vehicles at guadneychevrolet.com. and again, no payments for the rest of the summer. Too good to be true? No, my friends. Just another day at Guadney Chevrolet. Go by and see our friends in Jacksonville on the Gregory Street exit and take advantage of great financing, rebates, and no payments.
0: Welcome back in the zone. Got a question for us? Ask it live on fan feedback on our text line at 501-661-1037. Or hit us up on Twitter at Justin837, at Wes underscore more and at C. Weaver 1037 And we'll do our best to answer it for you. Big O Tires has a really good
3: deal right now. If you're about to head out on a road trip, you've got vacation plans, you got to have good tires. Big O Tires right now, $100 off select set of tires. Big O Tires has a huge selection of tires, all the name brand tires, plus they have the Big O Tire. And Big O Tires does more than just tires. They do brakes, alignments. They do a lot of things. If you need something done on your car, swing by. Big O Tires, in Cabot and Conway. In Conway, they're on Hark Rider. In Cabot's Prospect Court, right in front of Kroger. It's Big O Tires, the team we trust. Westmore and Christian Weaver with you. Glad you're with us in the Acre Free Zone. i uh, got some uh, SEC stuff I want to get to in just a second, but I just saw this tweet from SportsCenter. It's Sean Payton sharing his thoughts on Denver's coaching last season. You know, the last season for the Broncos was a
5: Nathaniel Hackett
3: big disappointment. right? From Sean Payton, everything I heard about last season, we're doing the opposite. It might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. Jeez. That's how bad it was. Sean usually, Payton. you you coat your uh, coat your words. Yeah. Usually, coaches don't throw other coaches yeah. under the bus. You know, they, you just basically to what your mom told you. If you don't have anything good to say, just don't say anything at all. They kind of take that. You know, right. they're not going to criticize another coach. It was pretty eye opening when I saw this this tweet and this quote uh, from SportsCenter.
5: I feel like uh, the Broncos just keep doing what they were doing on defense, but actually have some offense. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to
3: do. And they'll be pretty good. Mm-hmm. To me, the Jets kind of fit in that territory, you know, right. that, that same category. You know, there, there was seven and four last year. They were in playoff discussion. Defense was really good, offense was managing with three different quarterbacks. Now they got a quarterback. You know, maybe the Broncos feel the same way. They had their quarterback, but now they got a coach, an offensive-minded coach that maybe can fix things.
5: Did you see Aaron Rodgers took like the biggest pay cut in NFL history? No, I did not. He uh, he had 110 million guaranteed left on his contract, and the way it worked out was he had moved his signing bonus to next year, um, earlier with Green Bay, mm-hmm. so he would have hit for one million this year on the cap, but next year it would have been 110 million on the cap. So Wow. So uh, they had to renegotiate the contract, and he took—I uh, think it was eighty million. So he saved them thirty-five million dollars. But he got eighty million. Yeah, I mean okay. It, it, he's okay. Fully guaranteed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was seventy-five million. It's okay. two years, seventy-five million, okay. but really, it's a five-year deal, so they can spread out the signing bonus.
3: Gotcha, you. Yep. All right. This is from twenty-four-seven uh, sports, and this is the uh, most important swing game for every SEC team. Uh, and I think maybe this could be a, a question of the day for us. So what is Arkansas' most important swing game? You know, when we're saying swing game, we're, we're, we're kind of make or break a, a season. Season,
5: right?
3: So I'll start with Alabama. They 24 7 says their most important swing game is their game against LSU. Got to get that payback on LSU. If you want to win the SEC West, get to that SEC championship game, Alabama has to beat LSU. The most important swing game for Georgia, and I think this was pretty easy, it's Tennessee. You look at Georgia's schedule, it's a pretty easy schedule. If they take care of business against Tennessee, Georgia's probably going to win the East. For the LSU Tigers, their most important swing game, it is the Alabama game on November 4th. Of Tennessee, same thing. Most Georgia. important game is Georgia on November eighteenth. Now to the Auburn Tigers. I'd say the uh, most important swing game for the Auburn Tigers is September twenty third against Texas A and M. Good luck finding a conference team with the more challenging first three games of league play this season. Uh, that's what Hugh Freeze has to deal with at Auburn. After traveling to College Station, Auburn hosts Georgia and then goes to Baton Rouge. That's going to be rough. Yeah, and that's why they say they got to get that A&M win. It's at College Station, or they could be staring at 0-3. Not a great way to start if you're Hugh Freeze. Uh, Most important swing game for the Florida Gators is the Tennessee game on uh, September 16th. Um, A lot of people think Florida's going to struggle this year. A&M's most important game at Tennessee on October 14th. Kentucky Wildcats, their most important swing game, November 4th against Mississippi State. Uh, For the Razorbacks.
5: I'm going to guess either A&M or Ole Miss.
3: Is it I, neither? It's neither. And I think you would be right. Um, And I think we put A&M on there. I think you got to put uh, Ole Do Miss on there. they have Mississippi State? No. Florida. The Florida game on November 4th. And I'll read you what 24-7 sports says. The first of four straight favorable contests in November for the Razorbacks. Okay. They're going to have a talent edge against Florida, Auburn, and Missouri to close out the 2023 schedule. If they're able to get through the brutal first half, we like how the final month sets up for Sam Pittman's crew. As long as they win this one in Gainesville. This one is vital because Arkansas has never won in the Swamp. They're 0-5, and only one of those previous matchups in the Sunshine State has been competitive 23-20 in 2009. I I think think a lot of people remember that game. Arkansas can get to eight wins this fall. Oh wait, Arkansas cannot get to eight wins this fall with a loss to Florida. The schedule is too tough.
5: I guess I'll hear that. I I would go. I would probably go A and M or Ole Miss.
3: I, I like your A and M pick because it's early in the year, and that's the start of the brutal part, right?
5: Yeah, you got. So you got Western Carolina, Kent State, BYU. Should win all those games. Yes then you got LSU that's going to be a tough one mm. then A&M and then Ole Miss Alabama so it's like a four week stretch that's kind of tough yeah there. I,
3: you know i could argue that either one that you're saying there A&M or Ole Miss would be very important because it's going to be tough to win in Baton Rouge and it's going to be tough winning at Alabama uh, you got to get some wins in there you, somewhere one of those two games and i mean awesome you go two and two that would be great in my book That's if you can beat A and M and Ole Miss. I think uh, that would be great, but uh, one and three doesn't kill you. Just like the, this writer is saying for twenty four seven sports, because you look at the back end of the schedule, they can make up if one of those wins right there. They take care of business, like you know we think they should. and They're three and O to start the season. You win one of those games, you're four and three with those four winnable games right there, right? And you also have a non-conference game?
5: Yeah, Florida International. Yeah. So you should win that one. Yeah. Uh, I think by their logic, you could just say Mississippi State is the most important because that's right before the Florida game, and all five of those should be favorable matchups.
3: And that's going to be a a difficult game. Arkansas is coming off of a four-game road trip, basically, because they're playing at LSU, in Arlington, at Oxford, and then at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Then you come home after that brutal schedule. It's homecoming, play Mississippi State. You got light at the end of the tunnel because the next week you're off, and that's going to help them, I believe, for the Florida game. And uh, as we've said, Florida's got their big uh, matchup with Georgia. I think the week before, uh, um, that will be a uh, Florida's going to be coming off of a roller coaster. And <laughs> maybe they play well and beat them, and they're all high. But if they lose, it's going to be tough for Florida. There are a lot of really important, you know,
5: pivotal games right. on this
3: schedule. I think, yeah, I can, I think that's our four choices. Let's do that as our
5: poll question today. What's the most important game of the season? Yeah, A&M, or, or Ole Miss? or caught the
3: swing game just like this. Okay. This article did. And what's the you know most important swing game for Arkansas? Texas A and M, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, or oh, uh, Florida. I like it. Okay, we'll uh, get that posted at the top of the hour. We can talk more about that. Barrett Salee will join us at 11:30. So we'll we'll ask him his thoughts on the Arkansas schedule and the our, our question of the day now. We also have Isaiah Joe coming up next. I'm excited about this after the Red White Report brought to you by Big O Tires. Isaiah Joe's coming to Central Arkansas putting on a shooting camp. We'll get all the details on his camp, how to get signed up, and uh, we'll we'll talk about his season with the Oklahoma City Thunder and look ahead. And And yesterday was a very uh, special day for uh, Isaiah Joe. They had an Oklahoma City camp, team camp, uh, kids camp in Fort Smith. And he and Jalen showed up to it. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I saw it on Twitter yesterday. Uh, Also, Chris Alley's coming up uh, from Rock and Roll Sushi with the Average Guy movie review. They had their big event last night. Um, well, well, I'm sure we'll get to hear a little bit about that event. He
5: told me that's what he's reviewing because he had a he's had a busy week and a late night and <laughs> yeah. he didn't get to catch a movie. So. Well, he
3: told us yesterday on the phone that <laughs> might be the case. He was he thought he might could get up and drive down. I think it was in Benton to watch he's Barbie this morning. Yeah, no way. so yeah, he didn't make it. So uh, we'll have some fun with Chris Alley coming up in the third hour. Stick around though; we got hour number two, Isaiah Joe coming up
2: next. You're in the zone. Stone's Throw Brewing's Block on the Rock 10th Annual Birthday Bash benefiting Preserve Arkansas is this Saturday, July 29th. Stone's Throw Brewing is shutting down Rock Street and having a big old party. Food trucks, beer from Stone's Throw and other Arkansas breweries and live music featuring Big Damn Horns. $10 gate admission or $75 for VIP. Visit Stone's Throw Brewing on Facebook or Stone's Throw